The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. Hi, my name is Alex Kingsley and I'm the director of Tales from the Radiator. It's an anthology-style weird fiction show in which each episode features a new writer and a new narrator, bringing you stories of the uncanny and bizarre. This episode is Season 1, Episode 12, Season Pass. Strong Branch Productions presents Tales from the Radiator. Season Pass. Written by Sean Donahue Johnston. Performed by Jason Cryer. Jake finished his root beer, dropped the cup in the nearest trash can, then stood with his thumbs in his belt and had a good look around. What next? Kettle corn. He bought himself a large bag, then went for a saunter down the midway. The barkers, he noticed, were uncharacteristically quiet. Most of them were leaning against posts or pacing back and forth in their booths or chatting with their neighbors, a sure sign that the hour was getting late and that the park would soon be closing. Jake moved out of the current of people and stood near the bumper cars to consider his options. Mind warp? Side splitter? Grab zero? As he deliberated... He became aware of a man with blonde hair and a mustache smiling at him from the other side of the midway. As soon as he made eye contact, the man started moving through the crowd towards him. <laughs> Jake the fake, said the man. I thought that was you. Oh, uh, hi, Ward, said Jake, looking down at the ground and shuffling his feet. Man, I haven't seen you since high school, said Ward. You've lost hair. Uh, yeah, a bit, said Jake. What have you been up to? You're not still working at the grocery store, are you? Hey, remember that time my friends and I tipped all the carts over in the parking lot? You had to go out and collect all of them? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> uh, I remember. Anyway, yeah, I'm still working at the grocery store. Managing now. That's great. Ward nodded towards the bumper cars. Which one's yours? Uh, oh, I uh, don't have any kids. No? Who are you here with? Uh, don't tell me you're here by yourself. Wait, that reminds me. Didn't we used to call you the Loner Ranger? <laughs> the Loner Ranger rides again! <laughs> I... Well, I have a season pass, is the thing, and I wanted to get some last rides in before the park closes. Yeah. You know my dad owns the park, right? Let me know when you're ready to buy your season pass for next year. I'll make sure you get a discount. Anyway, I better get back to it. Someone's got to make sure these carnies do their job, right? <laughs> Great seeing you, Jacob Tutu. Yeah, you too. Jake watched Ward disappear into the crowd. Then he threw the rest of his kettle corn in the trash. He knew which ride he wanted to go on.
but he would have to hurry. He entered the stream of people again and started to make his way against the current. Galaxy Hunt was at the back end of the park, where the crowd was thinning out as people made their way to the exits. The teenaged attendant was leaning on the little stand at the side of the entrance, chatting with a couple of girls. Jake flashed his season pass and rushed inside. Against the back wall of the little wooden structure was a row of immersospheres. Jake got inside one of them and hooked himself up, using his teeth to get the last straps on. According to his headset, the time was 21.44. The ride was supposed to start every 15 minutes. He'd just made it. He closed his eyes and listened for the countdown. Galaxy Hunt will begin in 5, 4, 3, 2... Jake opened his eyes and found himself standing in a field of tall maroon grass. Only he wasn't Jake anymore. He was Ur-Quan, Galaxy Hunter. And he had crash-landed alone on some godforsaken planet in the Daxar system. He had no supplies, nothing to eat. Ur-Quan knelt down and felt the earth beneath the thick grass. He rolled some soil between thumb and foreclaw, smelled it. Wrathcutters, a pack of them, headed east. Let the hunt begin. Jake was in the immersosphere again. He looked at the time. 21.55. Only ten minutes had elapsed, but it felt like days. Those wrathcutters had been tough customers. Jake was tired and sore and a bit disoriented. He waited for his senses to return and for the kid to come and unhook him. But the kid never came. Then he heard the countdown. Galaxy hunt will begin! Wait, he said. In five, four, hey, three, two. Oh, well, he thought. Bonus ride. Urquan stroked his chin quills thoughtfully. Here he was, stranded on one of the moons of Orovo, alone, with nothing to eat. All he had with him were his wits and his retractable stinger. He had a feeling he would need both if he wanted to survive. A balmy breeze began to blow through the Danga trees. Urquan caught the scent of a Selvidian dragon. He would have to kill it before it killed him. He smiled, revealing two rows of razor-sharp teeth. Let the hunt begin. Jake was drenched in sweat. Where was he? Gradually, he became aware of the immersosphere around him. How long had he been here? Weeks? The clock said 22.12. It hadn't even been half an hour, he realized. Where was the kid? Wasn't the park supposed to be closed now? Something else occurred to him. He would be in for another ride if he didn't get himself out. He tried to unhook himself, but his fingers felt numb, not his own. What happened to his claws? Why couldn't he flex his frill? But his thoughts were interrupted by the countdown. Galaxy hunt will begin! Urquan traveled all over the galaxy, hunting deadly beasts of every sort, from tox to goggles to razor devils, and on all kinds of terrain. He was always stranded somewhere, always fighting for survival. Sometimes, between hunts, he would dream. He dreamt that he was a human being named Jake. As Jake, he looked at the clock. 5.26. What day? he wondered. As Jake, he wept. He cried for help till his throat was raw. He soiled himself. Erd Quan found these dreams troubling. What did they mean? But as the years passed, they became less real, less distinct, and they came to him less frequently. Eventually, Erd Quan forgot about Jake. This was for the best. Jake was weak, and Erd Quan could not tolerate any weakness. 
not if you wanted to survive. One day, Erg Kwan had been hunting Ruwak when he was attacked by hostile lifeforms. They took him prisoner and brought him back to their home planet, where they threw him in a cell and left him to starve. He was bruised and battered, but he was not beaten. Erg Kwan was never beaten. He waited. He was hungry, he was dehydrated, and he waited. One day he awoke to find the enemy in his cell. He was lying on the floor in the middle of the room. Against one wall he could make out a row of spherical torture devices. His captors did not know that he was awake. They stood to the side, speaking to one another. He could hear their talk. Can't let the press get a hold of this, one of them was saying. Three days, exclaimed another. God, said a third. What if he sues? He's not going to sue, said one with a tuft of yellow fur on his upper lip. He's not going to do anything. He's a wimp. Let's just give him a free season pass. These were the last words the man would ever speak. Erg Kwan, moving with the speed of a razor devil, came up from behind and snapped his neck. The other three stood dumb, looking at Erg Kwan with faces full of fright. Then Erg Kwan sank his teeth into the soft, savory flesh of the dead man's cheeks, and they backed out of the door and fled. Erg Kwan ate and drank until he was thoroughly revived. Then he smiled. Let the hunt begin. This has been Tales from the Radiator. Season Pass. Written by Sean Donahue Johnston. Performed by Jason Cryer. <laughs>